world first began, there was no land, but only the sea and the sky. And between them was a kite, which is a bird, something like a hawk. One day, the bird, which had nowhere to light, grew tired of flying about. So she steered up the sea until it threw its waters against the sky. The sky, in order to restrain the sea, showered upon it many islands until it could no longer rise, but ran back and forth. Then the sky ordered the kite to light on one of the islands to build her nest and to leave the sea and the sky in peace. Now at this time, the land breeze and the sea breeze were merry, and they had a child which was a bamboo. One day when this bamboo was floating about on the water, it struck the feet of the kite which was on the beach. The bird, angry that anything should strike it, pecked at the bamboo, and out of one section came a man, and from the other, a woman. Then the earthquake called on all the birds and fish to see what should be done with this too, and it was decided that they should marry. Many children were born to the couple, and from them came all the different races of people. Welcome to the 39th episode of the Banana Key Podcast. When I was in high school, we tackled Greek mythology in literature class, and I got so fascinated by it that I spent all my free hours researching it to death. This was before the days of Google, so I did it old school by reading encyclopedias and trawling through the library's card catalogs to find books devoted to this myth. Aside from Greek mythology, we also learned about Roman and Norse mythology, but I don't remember learning about Philippine mythologies at all. Why is that? It's probably because we, we lost all records when the Spaniards came. When Raja Humabun and Reina Juana were baptized, it kind of symbolizes that the Philippines has converted to Christianity and forgot all of our indigenous traditions, which composed of the mythology that we so-call the Philippine mythology. Yeah, and that's actually sad because, you know, it doesn't mean that if you convert to Christianity that you should just forget everything. Mm. It's still good to have them, you know, the same way that we still have Greek mythologies and we still learned about them, yet we never did for Philippines. So I think that's kind of sad, isn't it? Yeah, we kind of forgot about our traditions. I mean, it's okay to remember them as part of our culture, not necessarily of our belief. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you're right. It's sad that we don't have any remaining written records to kind of remember them or study about them in school. We didn't have them in school, and that's why we actually got curious about this and had to research about this ourselves. And luckily, there is this website called Filipino.net, which we will link (laughs) in the notes. So it has an ultimate guide to Philippine mythology's legendary deities. So legend, wait for it, deity. (laughs) Stinson. Yes. So the list is divided into the three major islands of the Philippines, Luzon, Visayas, and Mindanao. We're going to start from Luzon divinities. Maybe a good start would be the supreme god of the Tagalogs in, in Luzon, and that's Bathala. 
And we know bathala because of the phrase bahala na. So that means bahala na ang may kapal or bahala na si bathala, which is putting everything to God, but which eventually became bahala na si Batman for some reason. <laughs> yes. And there are many theories as to how the name bathala came to be. Some historians claim it came from the Sanskrit word batara, meaning noble lord. Mm. But according to Jose Rizal, in his letter to his dear friend, Ferdinand Blumintritt, hmm. he said that the name Bathala was a mistake made by historians. Oh, such a bold claim. <laughs> wow, he said really? That, Why? Yeah, he said that the indigenous Tagalogs didn't have a name for their god, but simply referred to as my kapal, similar to how, you know, we don't call our parents in their first name. Oh. Because out of respect or tradition, we, we don't have a name for our God. Similar to Christianity, right? We don't have a name for God. It's just God, isn't it? Catholics, I don't think they have that name, but I'm not sure. I think some do. Ah, uh, yeah. Muslims have Allah, right? Allah and then... Yeah. Yeah. But I think generally and, he doesn't. It's Jesus who has a name. And I know Indians have a lot of gods and they do have names. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was the case of Rizal. And, and he said further in his letter that the original term was bahala ang may kapal, uh-huh. which means uh, God will take care of everything. Yep. But it was mistranslated to bathalang may kapal. Oh, okay. So that's why people incorrectly assumed that the name of the indigenous Tagalogs were bathala. But in fact, they were just referring to God as my kapal. Ah, okay. That's interesting, interesting, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. He could be right, right? Because bathala does sound like bahala. But I kind of <laughs> like his bolsy claim that the history Historians made it wrong or something like that. Got it wrong. How dare you? And then Bathala, as the supreme god, has command over lightning and thunder. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, like Zeus, right? Or Thor. I don't know who... <laughs> Who created the the god first? Was it the Tagalog indigenous people or was it the Greeks? And who copied who? Yeah, we <laughs> so don't we don't it's know. It's very similar <laughs> to Zeus. And similar to the Greek mythology, Batala or the supreme god of the Tagalogs also have intermediaries or lesser gods or what they call diwatas or deities in English. And these deities or diwatas are the ones people use to intercede. If they need something from Batala, they would pray to these the diwatas to ask for assistance or help for Bathala to hear them. So similar to Greek mythology where you have other lesser gods. True. Like if you if you want, I don't know, good harvest, you call upon the goddess of harvest or if you want strength, you call upon Hera. So there there are a lot of parallels I would say to Philippine mythology versus a Greek mythology. Yeah, but also isn't that similar as well for even Catholicism? Like, you know, you, you oh, ask yeah, you're right. saints to intercede, right? Like there's yes, a specific right. saint that you pray to for example, when you were studying for the CPA, wasn't there someone that you needed to pray to? A specific saint, but I can't remember. What? Is there a saint for CPA? Not for CPAs, <laughs> but I think he was supposed to intercede for something, not CPA specifically, but mm. I don't know. I don't even remember what. I think for maybe patron saint of miracles or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is interesting. And I don't think it's just Filipinos as well because I was listening to Conan O'Brien's podcast and he's Catholic because he's Irish. Mm. And he mentioned that his mother knew specific saints to pray to for specific things. Like he said that if his mom lost her keys, I think, then she would pray to a specific saint to help her look for it. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. So was there anything else about Batala? No, that's that's it. So he's the supreme god of the Tagalogs. And 
just to be clear, it's the Tagalogs, right? Because we're only talking about Luzon mythology. Yeah. There, there are other parallels to, you know, Visayas and Mindanao mythologies as well. Yeah, which we will eventually tackle. So still in the Luzon area, we have Apolaki. In some versions of the mythology, he was the son of Batala. But apparently there are differing <laughs> sources. He is arguably the Filipino counterpart of the Greek god of war, Ares. Mm. So the Tagalogs revered him as the sun god as well. So he's actually, aside from being Ares, he's also Helios, who is the Greek sun god. Mm. The book Philippine Myths, Legends, and Folktales by Maximo Ramos contains a story of how the sun became brighter than the moon. So in this myth, Pathala sired two children from a mortal woman. So, actually, Bathala is very similar to Zeus in this regard, right? Because Zeus mm, mm. famously <laughs> sired a lot of demigods with mortal women, right? So, yes. he named his son Apolaki and his daughter Mayari. So, both children had eyes so bright that they became the source of light for the rest of the world. Mm. When Bathala died, Apolaki and Mayari both wanted to succeed their father. So it's like a typical sibling rivalry. Mm-hmm. And so there was a long, bloody argument that ensued because neither one of them wanted to give up the throne. So the fight reached the boiling point when Apolaki hit Mayari's face with a wooden club, <laughs> blinding her one eye. Mm. After that, I guess they cooled down. They both agreed to just take turns in ruling the world. Apolaki now occupies the throne during daytime. <laughs> While Mayari, the moon goddess, provides the cool and gentle light during nighttime because she's blind in one eye. Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Wait. What? Bathala died? <laughs> yeah, like I thought he said he's supposed to be I immortal. The... Yeah. <laughs> that is a good question. <laughs> I don't. Um, it's hmm. conflicting to what I've read. I, I thought that Bathala is always omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent he's forever present but <laughs> why did he die in that account apparently there are many accounts right like we don't even know mm. uh if apolaki is really his son so maybe there are many different versions around like maybe there were fake accounts or something <laughs> or what do you call those things where people write um fiction uh, you know like they love a, sh- a story so much that they write their own version ah, what's the uh, term uh, uh, fan fiction yes so maybe maybe this is fan <laughs> fiction <laughs> And I have another question. So uh-huh. Apolaki is during the day, so that's why it's brighter, it's it's hotter, it's warmer. Yes, because he has two eyes. <laughs> that is still working. But we only have one sun. <laughs> Don't know. Don't ask me. <laughs> right? There are a lot of plot holes in this story. Mm. So I'm starting to think that this is really fan fiction. Yeah. And then the female counterpart, my my Mayari. Mayari. Mm -hmm. So she serves the night and her eyes represents the moon. So when there's first quarter or there's full moon, her (laughs) eyes are wide open and then... Maybe. One quarter is a quarter closed or three quarters open. I don't... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe. Is that the reason why? Still in the realm of Bathala though, because Bathala, of course, is the Zeus in this story, right? Yeah. They also have, of course, in the Greek mythology, if you remember, we have Zeus, who is ruler of the sky, but you also have Hades, who is the ruler of the underground, underworld, not underground, <laughs> underworld <laughs> and of mm. the dead. So they also have yes. someone like that. And his name is Satan. <laughs> if that sounds familiar, it sounds like Satan, right? Satan. 
Actually, uh, Satan shares striking similarities with Christianity's ultimate villain, who is Satan. But mm. an author of a book, Chocano, said that Satan was mostly likely derived from the Islamic ruler of the underworld named Satan. Mm. So we actually have three <laughs> different characters who are very similar to each other and very similarly named. So, so I don't mm. know. Someone was derived from another, right? Or maybe there really is a Satan, 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 whatever. And you know, people wrote about him, and he's real. Now, how did he know his name? And <laughs> maybe he wasn't wearing a name tag. He introduced himself, yeah, he probably but people did. heard it differently. Yes, exactly. Hmm. Or you know that game where you have to have form a line, and then somebody whispers something <laughs> from one, and it it becomes completely different at the end. It's probably hmm. that. <laughs> For all we know, his name is not Satan. It's something else. Satan. Something else. Santan. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we have a concept of heaven and hell now, but they also had ancient mm. counterparts. So uh, this author Jocano said that the early Tagalogs believed good guys would go to Maka, a place of eternal peace and happiness. Mm. The evil sinners, on the other hand, were thrown into the village of grief and affliction called. Kasanaan or kasamaan. So kasamaan, right, is the is the word that we use in Tagalog, which means evil. Mm. So that's the story of Sitan. Basically, he's the ruler of kasamaan or kasanaan. Ooh, interesting. Just like Pathala, the vicious Sitan was also assisted by other lesser deities and mortal agents. So the first was Mangangaway, <laughs> the wicked shapeshifter who wore a skull necklace and could kill or heal anyone with the use of her magic wand. So this is still Tagalog mythology, but mga ngaway, that sounds like a bisaya term <laughs> for someone who would away or fight with someone. <laughs> That's true. Right? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> mga ngaway. Actually, it's mang, mga gaway. Ah, mga gaway. Okay. Okay, yeah. I think I misread it because I'm bisaya. <laughs> mga gaway meaning, it's also kind of like, a combination of Tagalog and Bisaya wherein when you agaw something, you will steal something. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> mang, yeah. Mang agaway. Yes, that's true. He also had mm. like someone named Hukluban and mm. Mankukulam, Ooh. which we described in our episode 7, I think. Yeah. It's a witch, right? Yes. Not to be confused by the very beautiful and pleasantly dressed Western witch. Right, so yeah. our witch in the Philippines <laughs> is not that fashionable. Yeah, they are not. They're usually like really old and not pretty. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whereas Hukluban was a shapeshifter who could make anything happen by simply uttering it. A minion, another minion of Sitan. Whenever I say minion, the what's that? The friendly-looking character. The yellow. Of Pixar, yes, the yellow <laughs> minions come to mind, but no, that's not the minion that I was no, trying to say. They're it's, not cute. it's a follower. Mm-hmm. It's a follower of Sitan, a, a very evil uh, deity, and and this person is called Mansisilat, or otherwise called as the Home Wrecker. <laughs> so Mansisilat, the Home Wrecker, is like Loki. Or, or the Norse god of mischief, or Ares, the Greek goddess of discord, yeah. who threw the golden apple which caused the Trojan War. So, Mansisilat causes a lot of trouble, specifically on the home. So, <laughs> the, the description is, as the goddess of broken homes, she accepted it as her personal mission 
to destroy relationships. Wow, Ooh. that's powerful. <laughs> she she does this by disguising herself as an old beggar or healer who would enter the homes of unsuspecting couples. Ooh. Using her charms, Mansisilat could magically turn husbands and wives against each other, ending up in separation. Oh my gosh, you should mm. be careful. Yes, please be careful. <laughs> but there is a real life equivalent of Mansisilat, right? And that's what we call a kabit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> kabit in English means the oh shit, what is kabit in English? All of a sudden, I don't. The concubine. other woman. The other woman, the, the concubine. concubine. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. So you have the legal wife. And you have the other woman. Yes. So Mansi Silat is the other woman, the home wrecker. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. So actually, that's what you should say, right? Yes. If you catch your husband or your wife with a home wrecker, just call it Mansi Silat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stay away from my husband, you Mansi Silat. You can say that. But I can I can imagine cheating husbands who who are wise enough would use Mansi Silat as an excuse, right? Oh. Yeah. It was Mansi Silat. She transformed herself. She disguised herself as an old beggar or healer. Healer? <laughs> Why? Maybe healer is, is more appropriate. Oh, she told me she can heal my body. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> she tricked me. And so I let her in our house. But um... then it turns out she's a kabit, not Mansi Silat. <laughs> That's it for Luzon. And let's move on to the Visayas. And the first god that we are going to talk about in Visayas is Ribung Linti, the god of lightning and thunderstorm. So it's Sounds it's, it's very again. close to what Zeus can do as well, right? Mm-hmm. But this yeah. one's not Batala. He's just a god of lightning and thunderstorms. And the ancient Visayans think of Ribung Linti as the deity who is responsible of ushering the rainy season. So people mm. before... They're very dependent on their farms, right? So uh, yeah. they hate summer and they love the rainy season because it would mean they have better harvest or better yield in, in their farms. Yes. So he's also seen as one of the warrior or hero gods. They mm. believe that his appearance is that of an able-bodied fighter or hunter. Ooh, okay. Okay, like Jericho Rosales maybe? Makisig. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> and, and the thunder was his booming voice and that Ooh. his lightning was his bangkau or what we call in as bamboo spear so that's his weapon oh okay which mm, doesn't make sense because bamboo is not conductive of electricity <laughs> so why mm, i have serious questions here so if he <laughs> is the god of lighting and he would have a weapon why use a non-conductive bamboo right yeah actually i mean at least like for example thor right he has a hammer and it conducts the his lightning yes mjolnir and it's supposed to be conductive i don't know why it's bamboo spear but anyways and, and this weapon hurls towards unseen dark forces and evil spirits that stay in the sky before the seasons change from dry to rainy ah that, that's really interesting and th- there's a mention here about when when the spanish conquistadors arrived in the visayas they propagated christianity right and mm-hmm. they, they tried to ban the natives from worshiping their own deities and specifically ribung lingti and instead, you know, the conquistadors gave them saints mm. in, in replacement. And that saint was Saint Barbara. Because Saint Barbara is apparently is the patron saint against 
lightning, fires, and storms, and accidental deaths. So, oh, okay. the, the, the Spanish were very clever to kind of find an equivalent, try to adapt. Yeah, yeah, you're right, or to swap the <laughs> so that, like, you know, if you want to do this, you can still do it, but do it this way, yeah. you know, yeah, okay. not ribong lingti, not the hunk ribong lingti, but. <laughs> Shift to a female version. The pious Saint Barbara. Saint Barbara. <laughs> okay. Saint Barbara. Yes. And it actually is a smart move because the farmers are typically males, right? Mm-hmm. I think they would prefer praying to Saint Barbara than Ribong Lingti. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's not like Saint Barbara is like sexy or something. I mean, she's a saint, mm. so maybe it's not necessarily the case either. Are you googling to see if she's sexy? I seriously yes. doubt. <laughs> Why? <laughs> mm, yeah, she doesn't have a modern photo. So, but anyways. Why would she have a modern photo if she was dead at the time? <laughs> I seriously doubt. <laughs> what do you mean? You're right. Okay. I'm being silly. I don't know why. I... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, for... it takes ages, right? For somebody to be canonized into a saint. Like they, mm. The person has to have been dead for a long time, right? Because yeah. I think they need to be able to prove that the saint caused miracles or something. I... Yes. In Visayas, we have two deities who are called Captain and Magwayan. Other parts of the ancient Visayas believed that the world was divided into three regions. Kahilwayan, or the sky world, Kamariitan, or the earth, and Kasakitan, or the underworld. So underworld is always associated with pain and mystery and sorrow, right? So that's why it's always named something like Kasamaan or Kasakitan. <laughs> mm. Kaptan was the supreme god of these early Visayans. He lived in Kahilwayan, of course, because from the sky, and he always passed through the Madias mountain in Panay every time he came down to earth. Now that this is mentioned, it reminds me of a mountain, right, in Greek mythology. Wasn't there a Mount something? Olympus. Yeah, Mount Olympus is also related to the gods. So maybe in the past, yeah. they always just associated gods with mountains. So anyway, Captain also had several minor deities under his supervision. So again, similarities here. According to an ancient origin myth recorded by Miguel de Loarca from the coastal people of Panay, hmm. Captain married a goddess named Magwayen, and together they ruled the sky world. But then, the two had an argument, ending up with Magwayen leaving her husband. To cope with his sorrow, Captain went to his garden called Kabilyawan, and there he planted a bamboo tube. As the plant grew by leaps and bounds, Captain thought of creating a man and a woman who would take care of the bamboo. Before long, the bamboo split in half, and from it came out the first man which Captain named Sikalak, the sturdy one, and the first woman whom she christened Sikabai. The two, they became the ancestors of humanity. Mm-hmm. But this sounds familiar, doesn't it, though? Isn't it like the legend of Malakas and Maganda? Oh, yeah. Like the bamboo thing. And they split and all that. So maybe yeah. that legend came from this. Maybe we forgot everything else. We just kept the part that is the legend for some reason. Mm, could be. That's interesting. Now let's move to our last segment, Mindanao where Didi is, is from. Mm-hmm. So Mindanao also has their own versions of mythology. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and it's also a couple. So th- they are actually siblings. We have Mebuyan and Lumabat. Mm. So they're siblings. And this story 
is about man's mortality. Ooh. One day, Lumabat was inviting his sister, Mebuyan, to go to heaven. I don't know, maybe they got tired of living in, on earth and <laughs> okay. Lumabat wants to go to heaven. But then Mebuyan refused. I don't want to go to heaven with you. Mm-hmm. So what she did was she sat on a big rice mortar. What is that? Rice mortar. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's the one that the one they used to pound grind, the rice I, I, or pound, yeah, pound rice. Because it's mortar and pestle, right? But a big version, like okay. a big version of a mortar and pestle. She sat on that big rice mortar and she said, "I will go to Gimukudan. Gimukudan refers to hell." So she doesn't want to go to heaven. She wants to go to hell. That's odd. Okay. Yeah, it's it's kind of odd, right? Like, why would she want to go to hell? And then she points to a lemon tree and said, "Whenever I shake that tree, someone here on earth will die." Oh, what? So, ominous. so uh, she will shake a lemon tree, and if the lemon is ripe, that means an old person will die, and if it's green, someone young will die. So that is how people die because of this rando yeah. who is shaking because, a lemon tree. Yes, because <laughs> Neboyan is shaking the lemon tree, and I wonder, wonder, wonder how. I wonder, wonder why. why. <laughs> Yesterday, blue blue sky, and, and all, all that, that I, can I can see is just Neboyan's lemon tree. Neboyan's lemon tree. Dumb. Da, 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 da. Yeah, so which is which is really interesting. So Mebuyan is the chief of Banwa. Uh-huh. So Banwa is like a town, I suppose, going towards hell, where she takes care of dead babies. Okay. Wait, why why are you taking care of dead babies again? So so maybe if babies die and then on their way to hell. Oh. So Mebuyan invites them to Banwa, which is a town on the way to hell, and then she wants to take care of dead babies. Right, okay. And she takes care of them by breastfeeding all of them. Oh my god, and actually on the website, there is a picture, yes. right? Yes. Guys, if you are very curious about what she would look like, there is on that website, the Filipino.net, which we will link as we mm. mentioned, there is a picture of her, right? Yes. When I showed that picture to her friend Gemma, she said, that looks like a jackfruit. Or <laughs> Yes, it does look like a jackfruit because she is filled with breasts and nipples, right? Yeah, yeah. I suppose for her to serve her purpose, if she really wants to breastfeed all those dead babies, then she needs to have a lot of breasts. Yeah, well, I suppose so. Yeah, so if you're interested in... in Taking a glimpse of what we're talking about, please check out our notes, show notes, because yeah. we will send a link to Mebuyan. She looks ugly and her body is filled with a lot of breasts. Yeah. Yeah, and she's holding one baby in each hand while, you know, doing the pose that is, you know, looking at the sky with her arms outstretched. But she only has two hands. <laughs> so how I'm I'm struggling to think how is she going to feed all those babies if she only has two hands i don't know Mm. (laughs) i mean because she She puts them all on her breasts i I wonder if she has breasts on her back as well that is possible actually because we cannot see her back from this picture well how does he she lie down (laughs) (laughs) it's totally inaccessible (laughs) we have so many questions (laughs) 
I have a lot of serious questions about this mebuyan. But anyways, she has a, I, I suppose, not so efficient way of delivering breast milk to dead babies. Who, in the first place, are probably, you know, it's her fault that they died because she was randomly shaking the lemon tree. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and the green lemons dropped and those were the babies. There's actually a song in YouTube. There's a he doesn't look like an indigenous Filipino. He probably is a professor and he has a song about the story of Mebuyan. Really? Yeah. Apparently there's a song about Mebuyan, you know, trying to breastfeed all the dead babies. Seriously, that is I have never heard of this. Okay, interesting. Yeah, why yeah. don't you play it? Down below she made her own domain or banwa where she takes care of all the dead babies and give them milk from her breasts mebuyan 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 karon sa imong pangalan ikaw na ilhan nagmugna ka oging hari an sa ilalom sa yuta banwa mebuyan 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 okay <laughs> Okay, that was a very interesting song and performance by the professor. And he actually was in costume. So you should yes. actually watch the whole thing on YouTube. We are going to link it again in the notes. Aside from Lumabat and Mabuyan, there is also another couple. So that's Tuglay and Tuglibon. So they are two of the most prominent figures in ancient Bagobo culture. In Jokano's outline of Philippine mythology, they are classified as assistants to Pamulak Manobo and were responsible for the births, marriages, language, and customs of the tribe. Mm -hmm. In other sources, however, these two deities were either the creator of the world or co-creator of humanity. So one of the Bagobo myths compiled by anthropologist Laura Estelle Watson Benedict, that's a very long name, in one of these myths, it even shares similarities with the biblical story of Adam and Eve. So in this myth, mm. Tuglai and Tuglibon created the world while an equally powerful yet unidentified god made the first man and woman. One day, a snake approached the first humans and offered them a fruit. The cunning reptile convinced them to eat the f said fruit so that they could Open your eyes, you'll see. And see. <laughs> your, your eyes, eyes are, are open. open. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that really the lyrics? I, I think so. I don't know why. Those open are your lyrics. eyes and see. Your eyes are open. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I cannot explain that. But that's the lyrics. Anyway, that's what the snake said. Anyway, after they did so, they found out that Eating it actually prevented them from seeing the god forever. Mm. So it's kind of like, you know, the story of Adam and Eve and yeah. the serpent. Interesting. In yet another interesting version of the origin myth, Toglibon was pounding rice. <laughs> what is with people and rice? I think it, because obviously rice is the staple food of Filipinos. So that's probably mm. why they are involved in a lot of the stories. So Tuglibon was pounding rice when she noticed that the sky was too close to the ground and was interfering mm. in her activity. She scolded the sky and asked it to move up higher. The sky was tampururut. So I <laughs> <sky> saw <laughs> And so he did as he was told, but he went too far up. And apparently, this explains why the sky is very high now. Mm. This is actually familiar. I think there was a legend about this. 
like similar to the Malakas and Maganda one, but uh, it's not as popular. But do you remember back when we were kids, we had this Nido small booklets that we got about uh-huh, the yes. yes. So I, yeah. I remember reading about it on the mm. Nido small booklet. Nido is powdered milk. Yes. I think it was one of the more expensive ones, if I remember correctly. It's more expensive yeah. compared to Bear more Brand. More expensive than Bear Brand. Yeah. yeah. We had freebies before. Like, you know, they use it to get the parents to buy the products, right? Because the kids would want mm. you to buy the Nido because you're collecting the small storybooks, which are usually, yes. as I mentioned, um, Alamat, which is Tagalog for legends. Yes. So what I realized, right, by listening to these mythologies is that most of them were created to explain everything back then. Mm. Like, why is the sky up high? <laughs> How did man and woman come to be? All these things were created to explain how things began because we didn't have science back then, right? Yeah. So we didn't even know back then, like, you know, that the earth is round and all these things. That's why we had the sun god and the sky god. Yeah. And, you know, this is the reason why we have lightning and all these things. Yeah. We don't have science and we don't have Google to ask. So maybe in a drinking session, somebody would, <laughs> you know, concoct a story about these legends and mm-hmm. of course people influenced by alcohol becomes gullible and believe <laughs> the story and then retells the story to perhaps his friends and and so it became a legend yeah and also that is why there are many different stories right because it's different people who came up with different stories as well mm. uh, and we don't even know which one came first already at that point like because back then they probably didn't even all have a way to write down things mm. as easily as we do. They didn't have a way to record podcasts or, <laughs> or vlogs <laughs> or something so that it's recorded. So that's why the stories changed. Yes. But I have to say, though, that uh, I really have to give credit to our ancestors for coming up with these very creative stories and characters to explain the origins of things. Uh, and that they were, in fact, as interesting as the Greek, Roman, and Norse mythologies. And, you know, I really think that it's a crime that these stories were so suppressed by the Spanish colonizers to the point that these were not even taught in our schools, right? As well, do you remember, yeah. right? I don't think so. I don't think so, yeah. Yeah, the only things that were left were the tiny sleevers that were left in the form of legends. Like we mentioned, the uh, mm. Malakas and Maganda and the sky thing. But... Everybody else, I don't really remember the characters, the deities themselves. This is the first time mm. I've read of most of them. Probably only Bathala is familiar. Yeah. But I didn't even know that he was like Zeus, you know. I, I just thought that Bathala is the Tagalog word for God. Yeah. The same God that is in the Bible. That's what I thought as well before. So this is really interesting and eye-opening. And it's sad that, you know, we don't even have like any paintings or statues or any works of art that survive for these deities yeah normally when you go to say greece or rome there are a lot of paintings sculptures by famous people like during the renaissance period they really dedicated their craft towards these gods so that they will be remembered forever but for us we don't have anything yes for example juan luna why did he never paint patala <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, but we're asked the Greeks, as you said, like there's a lot of paintings of Aphrodite or whoever. Yeah, so maybe we can suggest to Star Cinema that they, they come up with a movie, you know, featuring all these gods and deities of our own mythology. And maybe 
it's an easy cast, I would say. Like, why don't we think of potential casts? Say, Batala. Batala, maybe Joel Torre. Joel Torre would be a good Batala, right? Don't you think? Because he has the aura. Yeah, especially now that he's a lot older. Mm. And I mean, I remember when we were younger, I think he played the role of Jose Rizal. Or, wait, was it Jose Rizal or that other character that Jose Rizal wrote in Oli Metanghera? What was the name of that guy? Uh, Chrysostomo Ibarra. Yeah, I think he played him, right? I don't know. I don't know that movie. What movie is that? <laughs> no, it wasn't a movie. I think it was a series. Ah. He was young back then and now he, he could totally pull off being Bathala. How about how about Sitan? Who who do you think is a good Sitan? <laughs> hmm, he needs to be a contrabida or a, a villain, right? A villain. Uh yeah. I guess I don't know. Um did Christopher De Leon play a contrabida in like the series that was done by Coco Martin, Provinciano, I think. No, I I don't watch that. Either him or Tirso Cruz the third. So one of ah, them. Ah yes, I know. One Tirso of them. <laughs> Ah, yes. Christopher Dillon. I, I just googled his image. And yeah, he could go for Sitan, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's a good actor. He could mm. play both a good guy and bad guy. And I think he would totally pull off a bad guy in this scenario. So yes, Christopher mm. Dillon is Sitan, I think. Mansi Silat is easy. It's Maha Salvador. <laughs> the COVID? <laughs> yeah, because she's the... Well, what movie was that? Legal Wife? I think so, yes. Legal Wife, probably. <laughs> Maha Salvador is Mansisila. Uh-huh. And Apolaki, I think, could be played by Coco Martin. Because, you know, he's like mm. a feisty warrior kind of guy. Yeah. Coco Martin. That's nice. Similar to Ribung Lingti. He can play Ribung Lingti as well. Or Jericho Rosales. If... Oh, yeah. You mentioned earlier, right? That it was yeah. Jericho Rosales. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about Mebuyan? <laughs> uh, Mebuyan is easy. Uh-huh. It will be Ethel Buba. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hmm. I suppose it would it would make total yeah. sense if it's her. <laughs> mm. For those who don't know who Ethel Buba is, just check it out. Google her name and you will know why I would suggest her to be Mebuyan. Oh my gosh. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm really looking forward to this Philippine mythology of Star Cinema. Maybe it can go big and maybe as big as the MCU. Yeah, and actually, right? <laughs> because these are different worlds, really, right? So it could be like MCU totally. It's three different yeah. universes. And eventually, they will yes. all come together into like the Infinity, Infinity War. <laughs> Infinity War. <laughs> to fight against Sitan. Because Sitan is like the <laughs> common enemy, right? Yeah, I suppose. They would forge their powers in order to defeat a common enemy, Sitan. Exactly. Okay, so Star Cinema, if you're listening for some reason, please get on it. <laughs> get on it, and so, so that we don't rem- we don't forget, or we we better appreciate our traditions, right? Our culture, yes, the local indigenous culture, just Philippine mythology. And that's it for the topic, but don't go away yet because starting with this episode, we have a new segment that you would like to call... Cutie Minute. (laughs) (laughs) Cutie Minute. Yes, Cutie Minute. So what does this mean? (laughs) So Cutie is what we call our listeners because of Banana Q. QTs. Um, actually, this segment was brought to you by Revicon. For okay, no, not really. 
<laughs> it was suggested by one of our listeners. So he's on Instagram with the username of foodhunterph. He is actually a foodie in Singapore. I posted this photo of me laughing while doing a podcast. And then he commented, trademark laugh on your podcast. Kaalio. Shout out po sa next episode. And so, <laughs> here's your shout, shout out. out. <laughs> and we thought, okay, why don't we do this for not just him, but for the other cuties who like to leave comments. Instagram username, Eroragya. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. And she said, I decided to follow Bananaki Podcast when Dee gave her third wish to Ray. And his wish is for their listener to consider following them in their podcast if they're genuinely enjoying listening to them. On my mind, I just said, your wish is my command, and then clicked the follow button Ooh, with a happy smiley face. I was just touched by these being so selfless and generous by giving Toray her third wish. I actually forgot about this episode already. Was this the, the genie? shopping episode. Ah, the genie episode. Yes, yes. Episode 9, yes. Yeah, well, for Ray being just so simple yet sincere on his wish. That's my story in getting hooked in your podcast. Happy face, thumbs up, keep it up, clap, clap. Wow, so sweet. <laughs> and I really thought that that was a cute story of how she decided to follow us. So I posted that on our Instagram. And I said, what's your story as to why you followed us? Please share. And one of our listeners named the Roma Miklat Podcast, who is actually guesting in a future mm. episode, right? Yes. So she said, it's the tilaok for me. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> She's referring to episode one, by the way. <laughs> it's a chicken. Home. Yeah. The, <laughs> crowing rooster. The crowing of the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's what she meant. <laughs> That's tilaok. So I hit the follow button after I listened to your episode about the pagkikipagsapalaran ni D sa Manila. Looking for a job, bed spacing, and eating a ton of MSG through instant noodles. <laughs> so actually, she is referring to <laughs> she's referring to episode four, which is our OFW origin episode, and also yes. the how I met my co-podcaster episode. So if you haven't listened yes. to that, you should definitely listen to it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a fun episode. And another listener, avid listener. By the name of Madge Palmes. Hi, D and Ray. I really enjoy your podcast. Maybe because I am also an OFW here in Singapore. Ooh. Can speak Bisaya because I'm from Mindanao. And also an accountant. Ooh. Ooh. D. She's your soul sister. <laughs> yes. Makarelate ko sa inyong topic. Makaproud kayo mo. Hope you will not stop making podcasts. God bless you both. Regards, Madge. Wow, soul sister from Mindanao and also an accountant. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who left messages for us. And, you know, this will be an ongoing segment. Please leave your comments. And our username is Banana Q Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And then, you know, mm. who knows? You might pick your comment or your message and read them on the next cutie minute. <laughs> 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 it's, a, it's a work in progress, guys. Yeah. Uh, it's a working title. That's it. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Bye.